All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sideline Speaks. I guess Britt didn't show up since the Eagles took my, that. My oh, bad. there she is. There my she bad. is. There she is. My, my bad. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Like, no, I don't know what happened. See, I, I called the play, and Avante went left, and he went with me. He, he was supposed to stop, so I don't know. We got to <laughs> 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 Eric, um, Eric B. got us good. No, I'm playing. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> What's going on? Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walking Jay? <laughs> all is well, all is well. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah, everything's good. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, so it's going to be a good show tonight for sure. I know. I'm my bad if I threw y'all off a little bit. <laughs> nah, nah, you good, bro. I thought maybe you decided you were, you weren't gonna make it tonight. I don't know. I, I wasn't looking at the screen when it came on. I just heard Jay's voice, and I'm like, "What happened?" Like, what happened? <laughs> so I, had, I had to I had to get that one out the way. I was that was fun. All right, you guys ready to talk some sports today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, it. do it. All right, let's start where it hurts the most. No, I'm just kidding. It don't hurt. Uh, NFL Super Bowl 57. The Kansas City Chiefs beat my Philadelphia Eagles in a heck of a game. 38-35. Patrick Mahomes was the Super Bowl MVP. I have a question for you guys. If Mahomes retired today, and I did not set this up previously, but if Mahomes retired today, do you think he is a first ballot Hall of Famer? That's the first part of this question. So we'll start with that first. K-Walk, I'm going to go to you first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the reason why I said that, I, I just moved him into my top 10. I had a top 10. I didn't have him in it. But after that performance Sunday night, I moved him into my top 10 uh, for sure. So with that being said, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just say uh, a first ballot. If he, if he tires tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I'm not sure if you have to be. How, how many years have you been in there? Five years? So I, I would say I think he's played enough. He's accomplished enough. What uh, four, four Super Bowls and uh, appearances, or in uh, uh, two Super Bowl three. wins and four in yeah. four seasons, three Super Bowls in uh, in the last four seasons. So mm -hmm. uh, two MVPs, um, absolutely. And and just the things that he did on Sunday, I know we'll get into that. But uh, without question, uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. Yeah, I think for me, um, I wasn't sure prior, but I think after winning this Super Bowl. I don't know if this was his best performance, but the team did what they were supposed to do, and he did well enough to win the game. That's all that matters, right? Um, so, yes, I will also say, yes, first ballot Hall of Famer, although he's only, what, 27 years old. And what year is this for him? Uh, year six or seven? Year six, right? Because yeah. I think he's been starting for five years because he didn't yeah. start five right years. out of the game, right? No. Yeah, yeah right, so it's right. maybe year six or seven, right? Um, so that's incredible. I think uh, only Tom Brady has done that up to the age of 25. We don't see this too often. But, Jay, do you believe he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, Dan Orlovsky was breaking down, like, some of the stats today. And just like K-Walk pointed out, the Super Bowl appearances, the Super Bowl wins, the Pro Bowls, the trips to the AFC Championship. I don't think anyone has done as much as he has in that short amount of time to start off his career. So, I definitely think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And the scary thing, man, is he's got a lot left. I mean, yeah, he might not yeah. even be in his prime yet, the way quarterbacks <laughs> play now. So, yeah, for sure. And it's going to be fun to see what else he does, you know, in his career. Yeah, just to let you guys know, he's he now has two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, 
as well as two league MVPs and I think five pro NFL Pro Bowls. Yeah. Um, so what an amazing, he's still young career. Second part of this question. There have been a lot of debate out there about Patrick Mahomes. Is he the greatest quarterback to ever play the game? And he's still only t- only 27. People have put him above above John Elway, Tom Brady, even Montana at times. Do you agree with what they are saying? Jay, I'm gonna come to you first. That's a tough one for me. I, I don't I'm not gonna go greatest of all time yet. <laughs> I mean, does he have potential to to be that? I, I think he does if his career continues on the tra- trajectory that it's on, but I'm not gonna give him that crown just yet. I think he's still young, he still has a lot to do. Um, I think sometimes people become the prisoner of the moment and get excited when a guy wins a Super Bowl and all of a sudden he's, he's the best quarterback to ever play. But I think there's some guys like Brady Montana that would have something to say about that. So I think he's great. I think when it's all said and done, he certainly could be, but I'm not willing to go that far just yet. Okay. Well, yeah, I agree with Jay. Like I said, I, I just moved him into my top 10. And I that's I mean, I I have him right at 10. I took out Roger Stallback. Sorry, Cowboy fans. Mm-hmm. I took out Roger Stallback and put him there. So if he continues to play this play this way year in and year out, he'll slowly but surely move up um, move up on my list. But no, I don't think he's nowhere near that as of yet. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's accomplished a, a lot in a small period of time, but uh, still ways to go to, to, to get to be considered the greatest of, of all time, especially mm-hmm. you name those guys, Brady, Elway, Montana, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, just uh, mm-hmm. other guys there as well that I have um, high on my list. So um, not just yet, not just yet. Yeah, I think um, he's up there. Like I do agree with you guys. Um, I'm make this unanimous here. He still has ways to go, um, but boy, is he rising. Boy, is he going. Yeah. Uh, what a start to a, an amazing career um, in my lifetime. I've never seen anything like it during my lifetime. Um, you guys are a little bit older, so you've seen more of the likes of the Montanas and a few of the other players, so you guys know a little bit more. The only other person would be Brady for me. Um, Brady has seven. Mahomes has two. So he got five more to go for me to put him above Brady. Um, I think talent-wise, he's up there, you know, somewhat with Brady to me to me he's he's just a more mobile a lot more mobile as we can see we've seen it on Sunday uh but all right guys so let's get into Super Bowl 57 what were your thoughts we know the Eagles uh lost in a close one it was a great game it was one heck of a game um but what were your thoughts K Walk I'm gonna come to you first yeah, like you mentioned, outstanding game um, at, at first. I mean, I mean, from 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 kickoff uh, to to the last play of the game, to the last uh, throw by uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I just thought it was a, a, a you know a two a tale of two uh, two halves. Obviously, the Eagles got out that first half. You know, got out quickly. Um, they they did an excellent job of controlling the clock uh, um, in the first half keeping Mahomes and that offense off of the field um, and that, that, that offensive line of the, the uh, of the uh, 
of the Eagles was outstanding, man. They were really pushing that offense, that, that uh, defensive line, especially in the run and the run game uh, for sure. Now I, there was some concerns with Jalen Hurst and I, I had some concerns going in. He would be the X factor. And like I stated last week, he would be the X factor. T- turned out to be in that first half. I mean, he did an excellent job of, of controlling that uh, Sirianni and um, Shane. I, I can't, I forget his last name, but the offensive coordinator Spike. for the Eagles. Steichen. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And um, did an excellent job of ba- a, a great game plan, great balanced game plan, you know, running the ball, um, not just with uh, Jalen Hurts, but, you know, Miles Sanders. I thought Miles Sanders would get, get a lot more, uh, a lot more touches. But I think that we kind of touched on it last week. I think you posed the question like, you know, who's faster, Miles Sanders or Porchenko or Miles Sanders or Gainwell. I, I think that yeah. uh, Miles yeah. Sanders in that game, his speed wasn't um, – you know, wasn't up to par, and it, it didn't help with those field conditions. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought in the first half, the, the Eagles did an outstanding job of keeping Mahomes and that offense off of the field. They went in with a 10-point uh, uh, lead, excuse me. But, um, you know, and it, it, it looked bleak for those uh, Chiefs, down 10. Mahomes in that last play right before the half um, comes up limping um, uh, for sure. So, Taylor two halves, like I stated, uh, the uh, Chiefs came back that second half. They got the ball. And generally, Andy Reid did something he generally doesn't do, and that's he won the toss and he deferred to the second half. Generally, he wants to get that offensive on the field and get them going quickly. But, you know, almost backfired him or did backfire him in the first half because the Eagles controlled that clock tremendously. It was smart again, by him, though. Yeah, yeah, it, obviously, yeah, hindsight, yeah, the, after the fact, yeah, you look at it now, it, it, wor- it worked out perfectly because it came back that second half, um, came out of the second half, and, you know, we don't know what kind of drugs that uh, that Mahomes was on. I don't know if the league is going to test him. That's still up <laughs> for debate. But um, he came out and did exactly what they needed to do, is, and they needed to come down there and score uh, for sure. Uh, and they, they did that. And then what, what hurt as well is that uh, the Eagles, I think they believed this, their, their first drive of the second half, they went three and out. So um, that's when you start to see that the uh, the game change there. But this hats off to that offensive line for the uh, uh, for the Chiefs, zero sacks, um, didn't, did, did, did not give up one sack. And that's surprising uh, for that. I mean, for that offensive line and that defensive line um, as well. But then you saw they started to take advantage of Bradbury, you know, take take advantage of that, that going deep on those guys and and making that back end work. Uh, and I said that would be the key to the game. Um, I felt that was their weakest point. That's how you had to attack the Eagles. They did that. And then ultimately that run opened up. And then those trick plays, not trick plays, but some very well-designed plays as well at the end. Then ultimately, you know, they could um, uh, Beckner kicked the, uh, the field goal. And then, uh, you know, as I say, the rest is history. Yeah, I, I agree. Tell it two halves. Um, I don't think it was them throwing over the I, – I, I said the quick pass, intermediate routes, them little short routes with the Eagles, and that's they what happened. Because, um, you know, because what happens is, and I've seen this all throughout the year, Eagles – I ain't going to say it. We, we're going to leave that alone. Jonathan Gannon, who's no longer our coach, he's not as aggressive as you as you would like for him to be. He plays this like shell kind of defense that's annoying. So you could beat us through the middle. You could beat us in those quick passing routes, and that was very smart, which also made it difficult for the Eagles' defensive line to get it to get to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had that ball out fast, um, and then that opened up things for the run game. 
But what I will say is I think Jonathan Gannon and his defense did not play. How should I say this? They, they were out of character. They were trying different things in this game, and I don't think you should do that going into the Super Bowl. You should maintain what you did throughout the entire season. They usually play five-man front, especially when it comes to the run game. That's what helped them the, the, uh, the stop the run, the rushing of the offense throughout the entire season. Remember they were struggling early on? They couldn't stop the, the, the run at all. And then all of a sudden, they start playing these five-man fronts. They went and got Linville Joseph, Adam Kinsu to help them in the run game. Super Bowl, they did it twice. The entire game, they did it twice. So let's let's go. <laughs> you ain't going to do what you normally do. We're going to cause some havoc for you, and that's what happened. Isaiah Pacheco, that's a player. He's strong. He's quick. You're going to leave him open. You can't get him down with just one player. Um, so they were a little slow, and then it was just a lot of miscommunication on the defensive side for the Eagles. Um, they look like rookies back there. They look like they never played this game. I'm going to be honest. They look at, like rookies. But the first half, like you said, k Walk. The, the offense for the Eagles was playing very well. Everything was flowing well. The deep ball was going well. Um, I don't know what happened with Miles Sanders. I think it's partly of a his speed, but he was gone. I don't know where he was in the second half. He may have had maybe six, seven rushes max, I guess. Um, I don't know if he was hurt. I'm not exactly sure what occurred, but I agree with everything that you said, uh, K-Walk. Um, it was a tell of two halves. Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid came out and said this. He said, we went into halftime. Eric Bieniemy made some superb adjustments, some great adjustments. And as you can see, it worked because they were doing things. I was just like, follow your man. Our, our corners would not follow their man. It was like they was trying to peek in the backfield, see what's going on with Mahomes, but they were not paying attention to where their man was going. And they lost track of them time and time again. And that's where this uh, uh, Eagles defense just played terrible. They played bad. Um, but, Jay, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, no, <clears throat> I thought the um, the Chiefs were lucky in the first half because the, the Eagles really had some opportunities to maybe put the game out of reach. You know, if the Chiefs don't get that fumble return for a touchdown, you know, they, they, they had some things really go their way when the Eagles were really dominating the first half. The mm -hmm. Eagles looked like they were clearly the better football team in the first half. But, you know, kind of to your guys' point – I thought the Chiefs at halftime just did an incredible job with halftime adjustments. They came out, they had some great adjustments, and they really took advantage of uh, some of the Eagles' tendencies on defense. Mm -hmm. You know, watching what they do when they see motion and then having plays to counteract that, especially inside the red zone. I thought those two play calls were huge. So really, I thought um, Andy Reid and that staff outcoached the Eagles staff yep. in the second half, and that was the difference in the game. And then to me, the other big thing, right, is that Eagles defense who, you know, we talked about several times, all the different players that had more than 10 sacks this year, mm -hmm. not to be able to get any sacks or even really make Mahomes uncomfortable throughout the game. I thought that was a huge letdown by the Eagles defense. So um, at the end of the day, I just thought Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, their experience, that that's mm -hmm. kind of what put the Chiefs over the top. But a little disappointing for that great Eagles defense not to show mm -hmm. up when it really mattered. But I, I really think that was the difference in the game. Yeah, I just when I was watching the game and 
Jay, you know, I texted you. It was like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was like, that's it. Because I kept watching what the defense was doing. And I'm like, there's no adjustments being made here. They adjusted slightly. And I'm like, you had 25 minutes to make a full-blown adjustment. It's not your normal 10, 15 minutes that you get. You get an extra 10 minutes on top of that because of that halftime performance. And I was just like, you're playing. I didn't like the defense all year round in the secondary primarily. But you're doing stuff that you don't normally do. And when you come into Super Bowl, you could hear the veterans that played in this game. They said you have to stick to your guns. What you do throughout the whole season, you want to make slight adjustments. You don't want to make any major changes to what you're, you know, how you play the defense because that will mess you up. I think that was part of the reason they were blitzing. Jonathan Gannon doesn't blitz. Eagles fans has got on him all year long because he does not blitz enough. This game, it felt like he were he was blitzing. I think they said about 35, 40 percent of the time. Normally, he's less than 20% of the time. So I'm just like, you were doing things that were a little bit out of character, and you got beat by it. But Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, come on now. He's a Hall of Fame. Well, we hoping Eric Bieniemy becomes a head coach. Andy Reid, we'll talk about it later, to me is a Hall of Fame head coach. Um, but, hey, it was a great game. We did not talk about Jalen enough. We're actually going to talk about him on this next question. So let's want to segue. Let me just say this too, Britt, because I think I think we got to give the Chiefs defense some credit too, right? Because sure. in the first half, they could not get off the field at all. I mean, the Eagles are going for it on fourth and one. They're just doing whatever they want. The Chiefs can't get off the field. You got Patrick Mahomes sitting on that sideline the whole time. Second half adjustments as well on the defensive yeah. side decided to put a little bit more pressure on Jalen Hurts did a better better job at getting off the field which enabled that Chiefs offense to really get going so I, I think the Chiefs defensive staff did an excellent job in the second half as well they did I have to give them credit um but I think it was a situation where the Chiefs really outscored the Eagles defense I'm sorry the Eagles team it was just an outscoring match and I think we all knew come in if we get into an outscoring match, odds of the Eagles winning that are very slim to none because you're going against Patrick Mahomes and his offense um, and his Andy Reid offense, so it's a little bit tougher. Um, but did the Chiefs, I think they got, what, one sack? That wasn't really the sack because it wasn't yeah, really the one sack. He ran out of bounds. Yeah, because yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, he ran. He lost the yard. He, ran, he lost the yard. He was like, yeah, he jumped <laughs> to the uh, line of scrimmage. <laughs> And they was like, oh, that's a sack because he was behind. That's how him. I got my one sack in but, high school, Jay. That's how I got my one sack. <laughs> pushed him out of bounds before he got to the line um, of scrimmage. <laughs> but no, there were, but if we also remember in the second half, the Eagles front four, they were, they pressured Mahomes a little bit. Because if you can remember, Mahomes went down, made this incredible pass with Travis Kelsey, made this incredible catch off the ground. He said, give me that. And that's why, to me, I think he's the best tight end receiving tight end in the league. I know some people be like, there's other people, but I think he's the best tight end in the league. Um, not just because he could block, but there's other things that he does, like no other. Um, all right, so let's go into the next question. Um, in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback was 27 of 38 for 304 yards, one pass touchdown, 70 rush yards. I think he had 15 rush attempts or something like that. Three rush touchdowns with a 103.4 QBR rating whoa what a freaking game to lose that <laughs> he had a heck of a game to lose it um is Jalen a top two or three quarterback in the nfc jay i'm gonna come to you first 
Yeah, number one, I thought he played great. I thought he answered for all the people that still had questions about him. I feel like he answered all those questions, you know, especially on that stage, because we've seen guys before kind of get nervous on that stage. And so I thought he played really, really well. Um, yeah, I mean, when you look at the NFC, other than Aaron Rodgers, right, who I think probably most people would have him ahead of Jalen. I mean, you could make the argument that Jalen's probably next, right? I mean, Dak, I mean, who who else is like a really great quarterback in the NFC? I don't know. So I think if you're saying, is he top three in the NFC? I think absolutely. You, you've got to have him in your top three, like Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm trying to think of the teams that were in the playoffs. 49ers have QB, like with Purdy, and you know, like, I mean, who's – so I definitely think he's he's in the top three in the NFC for sure. Just the way that he's played throughout the year, the consistency, everybody's been kind of waiting on him to fall off and, and he just hasn't done it. So I, th- I think if you haven't given him his due at this point, you know, it might just be people not liking him, you know, because he's, he's done everything that he needs to do on the field. So if you can't give the guy credit at this point, it's got to be something else. Yeah, I think at, he's only 24 years old, guys. Second year as a full-time starter, took his team to a Super Bowl in his second year as a full-time starter, only 24 years old. He didn't even make it. Patrick Mahomes was 25 when he first went. People don't remember that. He was 25. Uh, Jalen doesn't turn 24 until next football season. I'm sorry, 25 till next football season. He was dropping dimes. He was dotting his Chiefs defense up. He just got outscored in the end because of the Eagles defense. Couldn't make one stop, unfortunately, in that second half. Um I'm proud of this kid. I really am. The way he carries himself, he's very humbled. Um, if you ask me, he is absolutely a top two quarterback in the NFC right now. Um, I put Aaron Rodgers ahead of him, mainly because of his pure talent and skill, and he's way more experienced. I respect that Prescott, but I just don't think he's <clears throat> there. And the improvement that Jalen Hurts has made. Remember, coming out of college, people thought he would be a backup quarterback. They didn't even they couldn't see this. Um, but he was on point with his accuracy. I just read a statistic today that he led the league in being most accurate of 25 plus yards down the field. He was first, first in accuracy, first in completions, and first in touchdowns, which is amazing. Um, but K what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I mean, I just if you look at the NFC, uh, you know, as a as a whole from quarterback standpoint, you guys mentioned most of them. I have them in order as order, and, and, and I don't know if you meant this coming upcoming season or this past season. Either way, I you know I have Tom Brady. Depending on you know what you say, if it's this year or next year, I have Tom Brady at five. I have Dak Prescott at four. Kirk Cousins at uh, three. I have Jalen Hurts at two, and and I have Aaron Rodgers at one. I just yeah. don't see anyone better than um, you know, right. better than Jalen Hurts other than Aaron Rodgers. And then those guys yeah. I mentioned are <laughs> questionable at best. And you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you see Kirk Cousins what he did in the uh, in in the uh, in the playoffs. You see what Dak did in the playoffs for sure. Hey, uh, Tom Brady. See what he did. He was skipping rocks in that uh, wild card game, and then Jared yeah. Goff and Justin Fields. I put them there, um, and you know they they weren't anywhere near the playoffs. So yeah, I, I definitely think you talk NFC. I think the big argument maybe in the league. I think you know where are we going to put him at. You know, as far as the, the entire league. Hey, but AFC, pause on that. AFC, that was okay. No, 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 no. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm just saying that's a bigger question. Um, yes. I was not going to go there, Britt. Trust me on that. Um, but yeah, but when you look at the NFC, I definitely have him 
Uh, I definitely have Jalen Hurts right behind Aaron Rodgers, and that and that's close mm-hmm. because Aaron Rodgers right now is kind of you know he's getting he's getting up there in, in age. He's, uh, I think as a whole he has a, a, a bigger arm. I think he's mm-hmm. you know you can argue he is a little bit more mobile. We a lot of people say, well, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers can can move as just as much. He just doesn't have to run as much. So yeah, yeah. I definitely put Jalen Hurts at number two. <clears throat> yeah, so that was top what two or three. You know, because mm-hmm. we all agree Aaron Rodgers might be a little bit better right now. More experience, been the year longer, won the Super Bowl. We, most of us think he's way more talented even Tom Brady. Tom Brady is just a much more yeah. smarter quarterback um, and much more team-oriented quarterback. Um, so let's think about the NFL. Do you guys put him in your – right now, after watching the Super Bowl and what he did, um, in your top – five or I would say six top six um quarterback in the entire NFL. I know there's a lot of big time AFC uh quarterbacks. So if you get I know take a couple seconds, think about it. Let me see who I want to go first. I'm trying to see your face who's still thinking. Go to Jay. K Walk first. Um I think I'll put him at <sighs> I think I'll put him. I'm just thinking right now because there's like four jump right off the bat yeah, for me. Um, think this one through, yeah, right? That's yeah. It. So, I'll, I'll put him, but I don't. I won't put him at six or seven. I, I think I might put him at seven at best. But I, I think okay. I'll put him at eight behind Aaron Rodgers. Behind um, mm-hmm. no, no particular order, but just behind these guys: um, mm-hmm. Patrick Holmes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, um, mm-hmm. Joe uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put him behind. I'll even put him behind Justin Herbert um, a, yeah. as well as uh, five. So that would put him at six. Um, Lamar Jackson, I, I'll put him behind Lamar Jackson. I know I'm forgetting someone right now. And it's up in the air with me with uh, Trey, Trevor Lawrence. That's why I said I'll probably put him at seven, maybe eight mm-hmm. with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the same type of quarterback that uh, Jalen Hurts ultimately mm-hmm. will be. He's, I think he has a better arm. Uh, he can he can run that read option uh, just as well as, J- as Jalen Hurts. I know I'm missing somebody. I know that I'm, I'm missing somebody right now. But those are the, those are the ones that just jumped off the bat for me. So right now I'll put them at seven in the entire league. I think I'll put them at about five or six. I'm going to say six because um, I do like some of those names. And I think if he continues to go – say we don't know his ceiling. After the Super Bowl, I don't think we really know what his ceiling is because we thought one thing about him – now most people are looking at him completely different. Um, so right now, I'm going to say six. I like him better right now. Josh Allen got to show me stuff. I know he has a strong arm, and I know people are going to look at me and be like, you are out of your mind. And I love Buffalo. Um, I actually like a lot of the AFC teams, let me, let me be honest. Um, but I just don't know if he could get it done in a moment. Can he get it done in a moment? And that's the question. Um <clears throat> Jalen Hurts has shown us that he could get it done a little bit more in the moment as of right now. He's still only 24, so you never know. This could this is this fluctuates, guy. I go back and forth, right? So don't don't keep me on this next year. But right now, I'm gonna say six. Jay, what do you say? It's tough because I, I think Mahomes and Burrow and Rodgers are no-brainers. I, I'd have yeah. them ahead. Josh Allen, I kind of agree with you, Britt. I think people jumped on that bandwagon maybe a little bit early, and I, I think he mm-hmm. is a little bit erratic, but I, I think those two guys are, are definitely close. I feel like Jalen plays with a little bit more poise for sure. Um, 
But you're right, K. Walt. Guys like Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, do you put Jalen ahead of those guys? I think Trevor Lawrence has a really high ceiling. For sure. <laughs> Justin Fields. I mean, so I agree that six, seven range, probably uh, somewhere in that range. You all right, Jay? Get yourself together. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but no, I mean, just to be the fact that we put him in six, seven range right now, just think about it. Most people didn't even have him probably in his top 15 um, prior to this year. So that's really incredible and kudos to him. All right, guys, we're going to move on from the NFL to the NBA because last week, unfortunately, most of the trades happened last week. Our show was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the next right. Tuesday, um, there were some big time trades, and we want to talk about right the biggest one of last week. Um, so last Thursday, prior to actually last thir- Thursday, Kyrie Irving, as we know, was traded to the Mavs. Then last Thursday, the Brooklyn Nets finally decided to trade Mr. Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. Wow, Jay, you still a Brooklyn fan? Nope, I'm a Suns fan. <laughs> um, you got Ben Simmons. You, got, you know you got to stay up late now, Jay. Yeah, I know. You got ben Simmons. <laughs> um, but what were your thoughts on this trade? And do you think the Suns are now the team to beat in the West? I won't say the entire NBA just yet. Right now, I'm just going to say in the West. You know what, Jay? I'm gonna come to you first because you know you were the Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah, I was a Brooklyn Nets fan. I'm now a Suns fan, a committed Suns fan, I might add. Like committed. Uh, yeah, look, I'm happy, man. Look, I think this is a great roster. I think it's a great opportunity for KD. Because last week I was thinking, like, KD might end up being a guy who's super talented, won a couple championships in Golden State. But when we look back on his career, we're going to say that he underachieved. Now I think going to Phoenix gives him the opportunity to change that narrative. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're definitely now the favorite in the West with him and, and Booker and Chris Paul. And I think the nice thing for KD, because we know he's not a great leader, he doesn't have to assume that role. Chris Paul is going to be the bona fide leader of that basketball team. Yep. And KD can just hoop, which is all he really wants to do anyway. And yes, there's a lot of pressure on him, but I just feel like he's got the kind of game that can just answer the bell to all that Mm. pressure that people are going to try to put on the Phoenix Suns. So I like them as the favorite in the West. And I think this was a great move for KD. You know, he made a bad decision going to Brooklyn and hitching his wagon to Kyrie. This can make up for it. So I'm happy for KD and I'm proud to be a Phoenix Suns fan today. <laughs> oh my God. Now wait, bro, okay, bro, before I come to you, how long has this has Jay, this man, been a Nets fan? He's been a Nets fan for a while. Since Derek Coleman. Well, I, I liked them when they had Derek Coleman. Really? You've been I, I that did. long time? I, oh, I, I thought, it was, sister, I thought it was just Coleman. a collaboration. No, no. And then I went away. Obviously, I was a Bulls fan when okay. Jordan was there. Right? Oh, so you talk about way now. Okay. Just All recently, right. when right. KD went to the Nets, I became a Nets fan again. Um, but, but yeah, it's over, Britt. I mean, that that's over, and, and I'm moving on. He's a KD I mean, I, fan. We can't knock him for that. He's look, a KD fan. Look. That's that's. that's I can't knock you for that, Jay. You don't want to stay with the next. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got Cam Thomas. Yeah. I mean, they got to <laughs> say the next name. Yeah. They got Mikel Bridges. No, no. Yeah. Say, the got, say the name you really want to say. Cam Johnson. <laughs> they got Seth. The other Seth. The, I can't Seth, do it, bro. Seth Curry. I can't they got, do it. Can you open one? They got Bench. I mean, Ben Simmons. <laughs> 
I know a sinking ship when I see one. I got to get off that thing. <laughs> he, he really is coming off the bench. Max yeah. style player coming off the bench. Oh, boy. Uh, we tried to tell you. Us Sixers fan tried to tell you. Remember? We, we tried to tell you, Jay. We told you to hop off that ship long ago, but smart decision. Hey, that, all right. That's <laughs> all water under the bridge now for me. I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, well. Your thoughts on the trade? Do you think the Suns, the Suns are now the uh, team to beat in the West? Yeah, you know what? They got to stay healthy. Obviously, I mean that's what any team to be to be honest with you. We know Chris Paul's getting up there, um, and Devin Booker's hurt as well. Then yeah. um, KD's coming off of that uh, that injury. So if these guys can stay healthy, I, I think it's a it's a great collaboration. Jay mentioned I uh, made a great point, which I was going to make is that KD doesn't have to worry about that pressure. He doesn't have to be that guy. He doesn't have to be that leader. We all know CP3 is obviously the best leader on, on you know on the team and uh, possibly. Arguably, in the, in the league itself, he's part of the uh, the players' association there. Um, so he's obviously the leader there. And then you got DeAndre Ayton there too. He signed that bit. He signed that extension in the offseason. So I, I like those four and and everything that are, you know they have around them. So it's a great mix. No, no, none of these guys are ball dominant guys. I mean, I, I think KD can work without the ball very well. Um, he's shown that when he was in Golden State. Um, so it, it's going to be scary. Um, and I was watching Denver last night. I thought Denver might have been the, the team that out of West. I know it was only one game. It was against my Miami Heat. Um, but I wasn't too impressed with, with Denver at, overall. Nope. Overall, I, I was. I'm not too impressed with them. Um, so, I, you know, with that being said, and then you got the Mavericks. And I watched the Mavericks last night. Just, you know, Kyrie and Luka just going back and forth, <laughs> just playing all-star basketball. <laughs> I don't see how that's long run, to be honest with you. They may be able to gel down the road mm -hmm. from right now. What it looks like, it just looks like two guys out, out you know, parking. I mean, in the, in the park, you know, they're the two best players and just grab whoever around, you know, around you to uh, to make to, to get the victory. But they wind up losing that game anyway to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, so with all that being said, I, I do like Phoenix. I think Phoenix is the favorite right now. Um, they all stay healthy. I think these guys can gel together. It really looks like a good fit for uh, for KD and the Suns. Yeah, K-Walk, I'm going to agree with you. Um, Denver, you know, you try to give them credit because they're – I think they have the best record in the league right now, not by mm -hmm. much. It's, it's Boston will be right back soon. It keeps going back and forth. Um, but I think they're more of a statistical team. Yeah. <laughs> they focus on a lot of statistics. You know, Jokic, he get those assists, he get the rebounds, he can score a little bit. But they're, they, they get a lot of statistics. They're not a pure dominating type of team, no. you know. The Celtics can dominate you. The uh, uh, Milwaukee with Giannis, they will dominate you. Um, Seth or uh, uh, Golden State, they're dominating. All in different ways, but they will dominate you. Denver, they're just, they're like finesse, <laughs> I guess. They're, they're, they're cool to see. They're exciting in some ways, but to me, they're more numbers-based. Yeah. You know, we pass a thousand times an issue. Uh, we could beat you that way. But when it comes time for playoffs, it doesn't always work. That's why they always get knocked out in the first round. Um, and they're not the best team defensively, by the way, no. neither. Uh, but as far as this KD trade, <laughs> it should have happened last year. But it happened this year. It's probably better that it happened this year because DeAndre Ayton is now a, is still there. Because remember last year they had that whole situation. But like you said, K-Walk, nobody is a – doesn't need to hold on to the ball for about 10 minutes. 
um, like a Kyrie or a Luka. They will share the basketball very well. You just said KD could play off the ball. Great. Um, he's not the best defender, but he's long, and he will impact, mm-hmm. make a big impact on the defensive side of the, the basketball. Um, but like you also said, it's all predicated on health. As long as they yeah, stay healthy, I'm in agreement with both you guys. You know, I had to think about it for a little bit. Um, they are the best team in the West and probably in the NBA. We really think about it. The only thing, I don't want to go too far above the Celtics or Bucks just yet because of depth. I still got to see who's who's behind them. So that's going to be the, the key point there. Yeah. I have and another I'll tell you what, the Bucks <laughs> picking up Crowder, that was like yes. a big time pickup. What? So I, what? I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not willing to say they're better than Boston or Milwaukee yet because mm-hmm. um, they, they did lose a lot from their bench to get KD mm-hmm. there. But it's going to be fun. There's no doubt about that. It's, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And the Celtics picked up, um, I forgot who they picked up, but they picked up, was it Mason Plumney that they picked up or is that the Heat? I'm not sure. No, we didn't make any moves. Yeah, they hate to make any moves. <laughs> no, no. I can't remember who they picked up. Oh, no, no, no. It was uh his name's not coming to me. He's a three-point big. He shoots the three a lot. He was from OKC. That's who it was. But that was good for oh. behind Al Horford and all of them because you know Al Horford's been injured a lot this year. So I think that was good for that. Um, all right, guys. So another question about KD. Do you think KD likes the pressure of being an anchor of a team? He's been with the Nets, been with OKC, didn't work out. Um, then he moved to going to state. Now he's with the Suns. Do you think he likes to be the anchor, the main guy on the team? Uh, Kay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when you asked me about Kay, uh, you know, the Suns being, but I, you know, to elaborate mm-hmm. on it. No, I don't think he does. I mean, you know, Jay kind of mentioned it, uh, alluded to it uh, a little bit there. You know, he, you see him you know, collaborating with these guys, you know, he goes to Golden State and then he goes to mm-hmm. uh, he goes to uh, to the uh, to Brooklyn. Um, I can't say he, he did that in, in OKC. They just they just drafted those guys really well. They just got those, you know, with Westbrook and, and Harden and, and KD at that time. But, yeah, it seems that he he seems to shy away from, uh, you know, being that guy, having all the pressure put on him. That's why he's never if you ever notice, he's never in the goat talk or, you know, never in that in that mm-hmm. talk, because we know that LeBron will take over that. We know, you know, other guys, even guys in the league right now want that pressure. They want that title, you know, thrust upon them, not just not just to ask for it. But they go out there and earn it, and they demand it. KD is the total opposite. KD's like, I got a good game. If you surround me with the right pieces and you surround me with a, a, a complimentary of other stars, uh, mm-hmm. let me do my thing. As long as I can do my thing and there's no pressure on me, then our team will be fine. And I think that's where it fell apart in, in Brooklyn, especially with the whole thing with Harden wanting to be out of there. And Ben Simmons comes in there and he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. And then KD, I mean, uh, Kyrie's doing his thing. So KD started to feel that pressure. And then now when Kyrie goes out, when he's traded to the Mavs, now KD's like, oh, man, this is all on me now. Even though we got mm-hmm. some nice pieces around us, I don't want that pressure. So I think he ducks and hides, you know, from that uh, from that pressure uh, for sure, without question. And I'll tell him to his face that you're, you're a pressure dodger, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Dodger. I agree with you 100%. Look at OKC. Um, he had the opportunity to be the leader there. Then once he has, he's the most talented guy on your team. Doesn't matter which team you, you, he goes to, he's the most talented guy by far. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Russell Westbrook. That clearly didn't work out. Um, he goes to Golden State. We know who the leader was there. The anchor is there. You know, that's Draymond, Dennis, uh, Steph Curry. I was yeah, the brother's name sure. and stuff, but Steph Curry <laughs> goes to Brooklyn. Why did he even go to Brooklyn? Brooklyn actually wanted him. Right. 
he wouldn't go there because of Kyrie. Right. Kyrie said, let's go to Brooklyn. He said, okay. Like you said, K-Walk, Kyrie was the anchor on that team, and it mm-hmm. caused a lot of turbulence. Um, and through all that turbulence, not once did KD stick up for it, say anything. He didn't speak up no. at all. He no. just stood to the side. What did Charles Barkley call him? It's not to be disrespectful towards towards KD because we understand his talent. We know how incredible of a player is, but his leadership is lacking big time. Charles Barkley said, you're not the, dress, the best driver, you're the best rider. Um, yeah. And you're going to follow behind whoever. I mean, kudos to him. It's worked out, right? He's getting paid. He got some rings, and that's what you want as a player. So it's worked out to him. But no, he does not like to be uh, have the pressure on him to be the anchor of a team or the leader of a team. But, Jay, your thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to disagree slightly. I, 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 think there, I think there's a difference between having the pressure and being the leader. Like when you're as good as KD, you've been the best player on your team probably since you've been five years old. So I think the pressure of being the best player and being the anchor of the team, like when it's money time, give me the ball. I don't think KD has any problem in that role. Now, if we're talking about leadership and leading the team, then yes, Mm -hmm. I I agree 100%. uh, That's not a strength of his. We've seen him try to do that and it hasn't gone well. And I think he does better if you have another guy on the team that that can um, operate in that leadership role. But in terms of just pressure, like games on the line, I want the ball. So, I don't think right. KD shies away from those moments mm-hmm. at all. I mean, if you that wasn't looking at it that way, championships, yeah. he's the guy that hit those threes to win both of them. Yep. So, mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of being an anchor of a team, I think he can anchor a team. I just don't think he can lead a team. I, yeah, I, I, maybe I'm splitting hairs there. You know, yeah. I don't know. No, 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 um, no. You're right. You're right in what you're saying. I think, and I should absolutely. clarify my question a little bit more. What I meant was, could he be the anchor? He's the leader of the team. So the team starting fresh. He left the Nets because why? Kyrie left. James Harden's not there. Shoot, you want to go back to DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> he's not there anymore. Should never been there, but he's not there. Um, so if he could have been an anchor of like this Brooklyn Nets team. So that's, let me clarify. Yeah, my, I, I my see point. that, but I also think it's smart, right? Because he's getting older. He knows he's only got so many more years left in his prime. Mm-hmm. He knows he's not going to win in Brooklyn. Like as great as he mm-hmm. is with that mm-hmm. roster, he's not going to win. So I wouldn't want to stay there either. Like, so <clears throat> is that him running away from the pressure i don't look at it that way i to me that's just being smart saying i can't win here i need to go somewhere where i can win uh and we've seen other guys do that as well so i don't necessarily knock him for leaving brooklyn because he 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 knows with that roster even if he goes out and gets 40 a night they're not beating milwaukee they're not beating boston yeah I, you so know what Jay, I, go ahead, go ahead Britt. No, I was just going to say, he just doesn't feel comfortable. Sorry, but he doesn't feel comfortable in that particular role. Because Just look at it, not even on the court. Look at when him and LeBron was doing the draft for the uh, All-Star game uh, a couple of years. LeBron's having fun. LeBron has his book out. He's all, and he's just sitting there like, yeah. There's no, he's just like, did not, he just not, did not look comfortable in making those picks, man. Because he felt like the pressure, if he, if he picks wrong, the pressure is going to be on him. And he, I think that's what he looks for. He looks towards, you know, more. More failing than, than succeeding in, in my eyes. I don't think he wants to be that guy known as failing as opposed to the, he wants to be more known than succeeding. He's afraid to fail. Man. He's afraid to fail. Yeah. 
See, I will, I think, Jay, I, I get what you're saying. I would probably agree with what you're saying. And, and you're right. He is smart right now. But he did it a few times. Like, if Twice. he just did it just one time. Like, he left OKC. And to me, if he would have stayed with OKC, to me, they would eventually have won a championship, even after James Harden left. That's this tough. is my opinion. Because they were yeah. both young. Him and Russell Westbrook were both young. That was a talented team back then. It was a They great were good. Team. Yeah. Um, about but then yeah. you left and you joined the championship team because you didn't want that that pressure be the anchor of a team like that. You want it to be, okay, I just want to be able to play ball, not have the pressure behind me. Let Draymond and 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 Steph uh take care of that other aspect. Yeah, exactly. So that's the way <laughs> that's and they way lost to him the previous year. And they lost to him the let, previous let, year. Let, the let me let me throw this angle though. I mean, did he leave OKC because of that, or was it the frustration of playing with Russell Westbrook saying, look, I'm that dude, I'm the most talented player on this team, but this guy takes bad shots, makes bad decisions. When the game's on the line, the ball is not coming to me. Was it just the frustration of saying, I need to get out of here because I can't win with this guy. So I got to go somewhere else. And I think as we played it out since then, Russ hasn't won anything. So I don't know that I can hold that against KD. Jay, but if if you're a leader and you want that, then you go to front office and say, look, I can't play with this. You say exactly what you just said. KD goes to the front office and says exactly that same thing you just said. Yeah, and I was getting ready to say that same thing K-Walk said. KD was the star of that team. He's the star. He could have went to the front office. And guess Mm -hmm. what? Westbrook would have been traded. He would have been gone. And they would have got some. Westbrook was young at the time. They probably would have tried to get Steph Curry over there or someone because at that time Westbrook was a top tier talent. Yeah. So sure. yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely hear that, but we know he's I, I feel guy, like it's hard to knock the decision to go to Golden State. I feel like it's hard to knock the decision to go to Golden State because they won. I mean, he won two championships there. Uh, now, if we want to knock his decision to leave, I'm with you there. But I don't know mm-hmm. that I knock his decision to go. He came out of it with two rings. It, it looks no. like it was a pretty good choice. No, you never knock a decision. You'd be, but what I'm saying is the Golden State Warriors were already a championship team. He joined a championship. They beat him, and then he joins him then. Bus Get rider, Jay. Bus rider. So he's a I bus rider. I disagree with that marketing comment. I, I think if we really go back and watch Golden State, KD was the best player on that team. I mean, people can say Steph Curry oh, we was know driving that. the bus as much as they want, but they they didn't win the year before without KD, and I don't believe that they would have won. They wouldn't have beat LeBron and Kyrie if KD wasn't on that team again. So. Charles can say he was just riding that bus, but I don't know. I mean, he was the leading scorer. He was the MVP twice. That sounds like a guy that was driving the bus to me. No, I think I, I think they would have won another one. I don't know if they would have got two, but I think they would at least got one. And as you've seen last year, when we thought they was just out of it or K-Walk didn't. K-Walk was like, I'm riding with Golden State. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they sure enough went with that same team without KD, basically, and won uh, last year against a young, stout Boston team. So, Hey, Jay, you know what? I'll give him a bus. I'll give him the title of the bus driver, but he doesn't like to drive the bus in congest- congested areas. He likes to drive it in the open road. <laughs> now, that <laughs> I'll give you. That I'll give you. How about I, that? I, I, I can I I right. probably get with that. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll see. All right, guys. Last question. Uh, before we go to break, I did not provide you guys those questions, so try to 
do it to the best of your abilities. But as we know, it is off-season time. Jay, just pick whatever team you want to pick because we know your loyalty to one team is just not quite clear. It is off-season time, so I need to know, what does your team need to do to improve for next season to either get back to the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl? Um, K-Walk, we know your team is the 49ers, so I'm going to go with you first while Jay thinks on the team he wants to <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Um I just think that we just have to uh, – our quarterback just has to stay healthy. Um, you know, I, I, I hardly believe that. Um, and in my opinion, it's going to be Brock Birdie. Um, the timetable as far as his return goes, it keeps fluctuating. Um, it goes from six months to, to him being out the, the entire year. So just – and we saw Trey Lance go down. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo go down. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be in the equation. But nonetheless, I think the 49ers just signed some of the pieces that they have as free agents. You know, a couple of linemen here, a couple of pieces there. But just overall, I think they'll get that done. That's a no-brainer there. But I just think overall the 49ers quarterback just has to stay healthy. I'm curious to know how your defense is going to be now. I know they're still going to be a, a top-tier defense, but you got a difference coordinator. I'm just curious to know what his uh, his his defensive strategies are. So that's to me, is going to be interesting as well because, you know, the Miko Ryan's – Whew, he deserved that head coaching yeah. job. Yeah. Real. Wilkes is going to be here. I think Wilkes is going to be It's always right. different. Yeah, I don't think I don't. You had the yeah. talent, so I think that talent is going to. No, win I'm ever. saying Steve Wilkes, the uh, the coordinator mm-hmm. from the from the Panthers. I think he'll be all right. I think they had a they had yeah, a, a, a top ten a top ten yeah. defense or somewhere yeah, around. And there. that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good. Yeah, and plus you had the talent. So whatever he puts yeah, out sure. here, um, yeah. to me, will you'll still be up there. But, Jay, did you determine the team yet? You know, I'll just talk about the Cowboys. I'll probably make my official uh, team announcement in August, like before the season kicks off. But, like, if we're we're just thinking about the Cowboys, I think they got to do something with Zeke. I I think he's Mm -hmm. done. If if you're going to stick with Pollard, that's great. But you need another guy to help out there as well. And then I'd I'd like to see them do something with their secondary. I think they're pretty good in the front seven. But that secondary, I think they need to shore up some things in the secondary. Uh, And I think if they can do that you know the cowboys are going to be right back in the mix next year so just a couple of tweaks and i think they'll be all right they say that every year jay they say that every yeah, year. one year got, is going to come got, true you gotta get over that hump now <laughs> all right uh my eagles uh let's see um we lost both our coordinators today so that's going to be interesting yeah. i know they're looking to um hopefully promote brad johnson the quarterback's coach who's been with Jalen Hurts since he was however old for a very, very long time. He's helped to develop a lot of quarterbacks that's even in this league now. Um, So I think he'll be okay. It's going to be interesting to see who our defensive coordinator is. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Thank goodness. I told you guys prior, I've been waiting for Jonathan Cannon to be gone (laughs) last year, (laughs) his first year, because he's just too safe. I don't want to see Eagles fans. We love that Jim Johnson days where we were aggressive. We were the headbangers. We go after it, after Buddy right? Ryan. but being disciplined while doing it. Um, Jonathan again is just too safe. He likes to play that shell defense. You kill him in the middle. Like we've seen what just happened. Um, but no, I think on the defensive side of the ball, we are losing some, some significant pieces. You know, we have a lot of um, free agents. I think they said they're definitely going to do their best to re-sign um, <clears throat> uh, Gardner Johnson. Char- I'm sorry, guys. Char- Chauncey Gardner Johnson, that he's a priority. So we're going to have to really do well in the draft. We had two first-round draft picks. One is a top-ten pick. Um, that defensive side of the ball is going to be 
very, very vital. The offense, we're pretty much set. We still have Jalen Hurts. We know who our quarterback is, offensive line. Um, hopefully Jason Kelsey comes back. If not, I do like Cam Jurgens right behind him. A.J. Brown, they're all under the age of freaking 25 years old, so they're going to come up together. The only thing we probably need to focus on is a running back. It seems like Kenneth Gainwell will focus on that, but I think we'll safe to say we, we have a bright future, which I'm excited about. Yeah. But all right, guys, we're going to head into our first break. Jay is going to take over. We're going to have some more fun, talk some more football, and get into a few other things as well. I think we'll also talk a little bit more basketball also. But you guys, oh, first, before I go into break, please, please like, share, subscribe to the Sideline Speaks. We are trying to get to 250 subscribers. Um, slowly but surely, we are going to get there. And we're so grateful and appreciate your support. And again, happy Valentine's Day. You guys are listening to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. We certainly thank you guys for listening and sticking with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, then get into some other fun topics as well, so stick around. Guys, we haven't talked about it yet, uh, and it, it, it wasn't on any of our pre-show uh, lists, but let me just ask you real quick. We don't have to take too deep of a dive into it, but what did you think about the holding call? Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it, the call at the end of the game. Was it holding? Was it not? Do you make that call? Do you let it go? K-Walk, what, what say you, man? How, how did you feel about the holding call and, 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 you know, the impact that it had on the game? Yeah, as a former receiver, man, I, I definitely thought. And I want not that he hold him once, he held him twice. So um, yeah, I definitely thought it was it was without question it was it was it was holding. Um, should he have thrown it? Yeah, it was holding. It was clear as day. Like I said, he might have gotten away with the first one, but once he grabbed him the second time, I think that's what drew ultimately drew the flag. I get it. It was at a crucial point of the game, but they did get get away with one in the first half and the second half with um with Juju when they with the pass interference. I think it was second and seven or a second and three. I forget exactly what the down and yeah. distance was, but it yeah. was in the second half. I mean, the first half on the, on the last second quarter. So they got away with that. That was clear and obvious pass interference. This one was clear and obvious. I don't know, you know, a lot of, you know, Eagle fans and a lot of fans out there, not just Eagle fans, but I've seen, I've heard, you know, even Giants fans and, yeah. and Cowboy fans say that wasn't, oh, don't call it there. NFL is rigged. What were you supposed to do? He held them twice. He held him twice. Now, let's say that, uh, you know, the hindsight, I mean, let's say that the ro roles reverse. He didn't throw the flag. Now, what are the Chiefs saying? What are the Chiefs right. saying? So I think you in that position, you have to throw that flag. I get it. I get the, the, the I get the situation of the game. But, you know, and Bradbury came out and said, admitted that he did it. So, I, yeah, yes, he was it was a hold not once but twice. And, yes, they should have they, they definitely should have thrown it in that situation. 
Yeah, man, it's funny that you bring up perspective because I was on a, a bunch of different text chats during the game, but some of my Penn State guys, right? The the quarterback that was on the chat was like, he held him twice. He grabbed him twice. twice. You got to yes. throw it. The defensive back on the chat was like, no, you can't oh, make that oh, call. Okay. So it's all about it's all about perspective. But I mm-hmm. do agree with you. I do think it is a penalty. I don't think there's any doubt he grabbed him. Um, but you just hate to see it. You hate to see the call because it just it just changes the whole momentum of the game. But I get it. I mean, I get it. I, I understand why people don't want to see that call, but I also understand why the referee felt like he had to throw the flag. But to your point, K Walk, I don't think there's any question that he grabbed him, right? The question is, should the ref throw a flag in that in that situation? Mm-hmm. I hate it, but I understand. Right. I hate it, but I understand. Britt, what say you? Um, Well, first of all, what my sentiment is, there are some fans that are upset, but then I think the majority of Philadelphia fans understand that's not the reason why we lost the game. though. Yeah. So that's what I like this year about our fans, because normally we we doing pitchforks throughout the whole entire thing. (laughs) But no, um, it was a hold. You know, he alluded to it at first. I was like, I didn't see anything. But I did see the little tug on the um, on the jersey. I didn't really see the second hold. I really did. I know some people say he had his hand. When I seen the front view, I was like, ah, that's not really a hold there. And then somebody said, well, he wrapped around. And he said he wrapped around his body. I say he didn't wrap around his body. He just had his hand on his body. But he definitely tugged him in the back. Um, I think it is a flag. It's a flag. I think the problem is if you look at the the entire um, game, right? If you really pay attention, there were holds on both sides. You know, um, the Chiefs were holding some of the receivers on the Eagles side, didn't get caught. A lot of the uh, corners on the Eagles side was holding the Chiefs receivers. Those didn't get caught. So it kind of sets like a tone for the players. Well, they're letting us play. They're allowing us to be physical. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people got upset for the most part. Why call it? If you didn't call it over the course of the entire game. You held him I mean, twice on was, one play. That's there why. was. I understand what you're saying, k yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Let me finish. You know, there was a big face mask. You know, I seen where somebody grabbed Jalen Hurts' face mask. That didn't get called. So the thing is, if you haven't called it throughout the course of the entire game, you're setting a tone for the players where we could play. So I guess at the end, instead of Bradbury just playing smart and understanding the situation, he figured he could just tug, and he admitted to it. He took accountability for it, which I respect, because we know some players in this league don't do that. It's complaining and whine all the time. <laughs> um, but um, it was just in that moment. Why call it then when you should have called it maybe five times, ten times in the entire game? Because as we know, you could call it hold on every single play. That same play I watch. The Chiefs offensive lineman held, uh, I think it was Josh Sweat. He got underneath his his uh, his pads. They're, they're not gonna call that. He got underneath his pads. But what I'm saying is, K Walk, don't don't do that. <laughs> Let me finish. What I'm saying is, it's just that moment. Don't. It, I think that's the biggest thing. It was to me. It was a whole. That's not the reason why the Eagles lost in the first place. I think people were just excited how good the game was going. They wanted to see if Jalen could potentially get it done on the other end. So, and it, cause it was one of the 
wait, most people are putting this in the top three Super Bowls of all time. So that's how exciting the game was. So I think that was the situation. Yeah, it definitely led to like an anticlimactic ending. But I, I, I agree. Like if, if you look at it, definitely a hold. And who knows? I mean, does Juju get to that ball if he's not held? I mean, so I, I get why the rest called. I didn't in the moment. I didn't like it, but when I went back and watched it a few times, I'm like, okay, I get, I get why they they had to make that call. All right, um, let's talk about just generally speaking, K Walk. Um, other than Fletcher Cox's uh, outfit that he wore, <laughs> what, I missed what, it. What was the biggest surprise? <laughs> of the it Super up while you talk. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and look oh that up. Oh my god, oh, man! That, I can't get that. that. I can't unsee yeah, that. I, I can't I, unsee I, I that. I don't know. I keep hearing about that, it, brother. I don't know what he was thinking, but at some point, you just got to say no to some of his stuff, man. But yeah, other than I, that, K Walk, what was the, the biggest surprise for you in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I guess because no one said anything about it. You know, you know how those guys are on the on the Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know like he going to the prom like he's somebody's date for the prom the female date for the prom somebody's grandma something yeah i mean i i think the uh the biggest surprise is we kind of talked about it um um earlier in the show the biggest surprise is that the the philadelphia eagles uh defense had zero sacks had zero sacks um in the game and, and that's saying a lot i mean if you said okay one, if they go in there and say, you know, the, the Eagles are going to get uh, zero sacks, there's no chance they can win the game. But they, even with zero sacks, they had a chance to win the game uh, yeah. at, at the end. So I think that was the biggest surprise. Or you, you talked about it, Jay. You mentioned it that they had four guys uh, that had over had ten plus sacks, and to not have a sack against that offensive line, not trying to put them down, not trying to disrespect that offensive line of Kansas City, and with a uh, gimpy uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you, there's no way in the world you're going to tell me that they they were going to go leave that game with zero sacks. So that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, me too, K Walk. Um, I that Kansas City Chiefs offensive line being able to sort of hold back that Eagles front was definitely the biggest surprise to me. I mean, we talked about Riddick on this show over the last couple of weeks, there was a point, I think maybe in the third quarter or something, I was thinking to myself, like, have they called his name at all today? So just the chief's ability to sort of hold off that Eagles front was definitely a, a huge surprise for me because I, I really thought the Eagles off uh, defensive front would have had a bigger impact yeah, on the sure. game. But Britt, what say you, what was the surprise for you? Um, well, first of all, Patrick Mahomes is not hurt. He played that ball pierce thing real good, didn't he? Because <laughs> I see him running. I see I'm like, hold up, is he running normal? He was running during the course of the game. Uh, when he went, I think he went into the locker room, he was running normal, and then he came back out of the locker room. And I was like, Well, what the heck did they do? What would they do? I know they didn't just wrap his ankle, uh, but that was smart. Smart. Uh no, um, I think for me. To me, that wasn't the biggest surprise. Um, it was a shock, but it wasn't the biggest surprise. To, to me is you have – this is the Super Bowl, a big stage. And for players on both sides of the field, um, on both teams to complain about how bad that field is, and you could see it. I seen Chiefs defensive ends slipping trying to get to Jalen Hurts. I seen Eagles defensive ends slipping trying to get to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I know Kenneth Gainwell slipped. The Eagles uh, kicker, as we all seen, almost twisted and hurt, broke his ankle on the one kick. 
Um, so I think to me that was the biggest surprise because such a big state, that's just that's something that players should not have to worry about whatsoever. You should not have to worry about changing your cliques or doing whatever. That that field should be good and ready to go and solid. And we've seen it during halftime. How many holes were they catching up during halftime? We've seen it, I think, right before Rihanna performed. They just kept I think for me that was the biggest surprise that that field just wasn't ready. Yeah, that's inexcusable, right? It's on, inexcusable. On yeah. Super Bowl, biggest stage, everybody in the world is watching, and guys can't even have solid footing. I mean, somebody needs to be fired over that because <laughs> that really is ridiculous. Um, okay, well, we talked about Andy Reid earlier, the, the adjustments at halftime, really the, the coaching clinic that I, I felt like he put on in the second half, along with Eric Bieniemy and that and the rest of the staff, obviously. But, you know, the head coach always gets the credit. Is yeah. he top five for you now, K. Walk? Has he moved into your top five coaches of all time? I mean, he's been really good for a long time, leading the Eagles to all those NFC championship games, getting them to a Super Bowl. If T.O. isn't hurt, who knows? Maybe they beat New England when he was yeah. with Philly. Now he's got That's a couple going. of Super Bowls with, with KC. I mean, is he has he inched into your top five coaches of all time? No, Jay, and it's funny you said that because my when you first said that, my mind immediately went to the Eagles and what he did, what he accomplished yeah. with the Eagles. Had he pulled that off with the Eagles, I, I would say yes, Jay. Um, you know, Mahomes is a different animal, man. Mahomes is a different animal, but you know, some 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 coaches, um, you know, that's why you win because you have a, a quarterback that can lead you uh, to multiple Super Bowl, not just Super Bowl appearance, but Super Bowl wins as well. Um, not quite yet, Jay. Um, I don't have a – you know what? I got to make a list. I don't I have a list of everything as far as quarterbacks of all time, running backs, receivers. I don't have a list of uh, coaches. I have to I have to create that. But right now, even not having a list, I don't have him in my top five right now. Okay. Uh, five other coaches that are a little bit better than him. Okay. Britt, what about you? Um, You're saying of all time or right now? All time. All time. All time. Is he and, yeah, I'm being biased because, you know, I, I love me some Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, to, in my top five, um, from what I can remember, yeah, he's in my top five. He, I don't think he's number one and number two because he only has two Super Bowl rings. But let's think. He's been there five times to the NFC and AFC championship, five different times with two separate teams. No other head coach has ever done that in the history of the NFL, right? Unfortunately, he only has two. He should have much more because he couldn't get there with the Eagles. Um, and as long as he's coaching with Patrick Mahomes, honestly, I think he'll get uh, a couple more Super Bowls, in my opinion. And the things that he's done, pre-planned, hired Eric Bieniemy. I know K-Walk got on me. He's, he is a great adjustment coach because he got Eric Bieniemy <laughs> uh, with them. I'm messing with you, K. You said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, uh, You're the one defending uh, Eric B. I was just saying that he delegates. You, you said that. <laughs> I know, but you got on me last week because I said Nick Sirianni to me was a better, uh, uh, well, not at the Super Bowl. He wasn't you know on was Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on Sunday. Uh, but but then you was like, well, he delegates Eric B. to me. You know, we went through that whole thing. But no, um, but no, I always thought Andy Reid was just a great coach. So in my opinion, yes, he is top five of all time. It's not it's, top two, but top five. It's tough because I, I the thing that makes it interesting for me is the way his players talk about him. Like 
when they yeah. ask Kelsey, when they ask Mahomes, they're always like, "It's it's this guy. He's the reason yeah, he's, why yeah, we're close. so good." Close, and that and that's what makes it really interesting for me. I think some coaches that we have elevated over the years have really benefited from having great teams. And, and I, I just sometimes question like how great of a coach are they like a great coach or are they just the benefit of having great players on their team? I really mm-hmm. feel like Andy Reed is a great coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like UK walk. I don't have a list. I don't know if he's in my top five, but if he's not, he's got to be knocking on the door for, for sure. sure. I so agree with that. I, I think if, if he's not in the top five, I mean, he's just on the outside, but I think, Britt, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to go ahead and for, for, for now put him in my top five, maybe it's recency <clears throat> bias, but I, I think he's, I think he really is a great coach. I'm going to put him in my yeah. top five. Give big, give big red his, his, his due. Yeah. It's his due. Give big red his due. That's and he might not be done. I mean, you know, they, they might be back at it for a few more years before he yeah, they decides asked to hang him, it up. They asked him, are you going to retire after this year? He said, no, I'm coming back. So yeah, um, he loves the game and he's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. The city of Philadelphia loves him. The city of Kansas city, of course, now loves him. Um, but yeah, yeah. let's um let's play a little game of over under guys. I'm gonna give you a scenario and you you take the over or you take the under on it. K Walk Patrick Mahomes is the hottest QB in the NFL right now. He's got two Super Bowls. What is he? 27 years old, I think we said. Yep. Uh, if I said five Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes before it's all said and done, you taking the over or the under on five Super Bowls? Um. I'm taking another under, man. I just think that these other teams are going to get better, and especially the NFC East. I mean, maybe appearances. Uh, you know, he gave five appearances, but as far as wins, no, nah, I don't see that. I, I don't see five. I don't see more than five. So uh, maybe five at the most. So that would be you wouldn't. It wouldn't be over. So it would be under. So, so okay. I'm saying under. Okay, Britt, would say you. That's a lot. Is that three more. Uh, three more. We don't. We don't see that too often. I mean, the last guy we seen that was what Tom Brady. <laughs> Um, but that was a different era from when he started. Like you really stuck to your team. Um, now it's all about the money. Who's paying me the most? So I think it depends on how long Andy Reid's going to be there. Um, I think if there's a new head coach come in, I don't see it. Right now, I'm going to take the under, depending on what how long Andy. Right, you Reed's better take the under because that means he's going to either be if your if your Eagles are there, he's going to be beating up on your Eagles again. <laughs> so you better take the under. You better. That's why I took. And, and I'm be honest. I, I, yeah, I, I do. I do see the Eagles getting there again. I think the NFC is going to be between the Niners and the Eagles. The Dallas will be there, but I think they're always going to be third. And that's not me being like a rival. No, they no, just, I don't right. think. Right. As long as Jerry Jones that's, is there, that's an accomplishment for them. That's, that's a huge accomplishment for them, though, Brett. <laughs> I don't see it. So I think it's probably going to be between Eagles and. 49ers, and that might be a new rivalry the way these players are going at each other. Good Lord. Um, but I'm going to take the under. Yeah, you now. know, he's 27. Hard. You have to think he's going to play at least 10 more years probably to 37. So can he win three or four in 10 years? I feel like I'm going to take the under as well. I think he might get five, but I don't know if he can get six. So, yeah. so in that case, I'm going to have to take the under. Uh, but it, it, it could be close. It, it could be close. They're set up really nice, like salary cap wise, draft pick wise. 
Mahomes is already signed, so they're not going to have to sign him to some huge deal. So they're set up pretty nice to keep winning for a couple of years. So it's going to be interesting, but I think I'm going to take the under. All right. uh, One more thing. Travis Kelsey is older, so he's about 33. Yeah. So he may not be there. He may have another couple, two, three years. I think after Travis Kelsey is gone, it might be a little bit tough. Yeah. That's his guy. That's That's a fair point for sure. Let's talk about my guy, KD. He's got two championships right now. The over If I said three championships, Britt, you taking the over or the under on three championships for KD? I mean, look, he's a bus. Okay, you want me to say bus rider? I'll say bus driver with open space, no traffic. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> he, he, he on a Texas, Texas roads. Uh, that's just wide open. Um I could see him winning one this year. Uh, and then if he sticks it out with the Suns, I guess I'll go with the over. Only because of the team he's on now. Like, I could literally see them winning one this year. He's going to be with them next year because he's stuck in his contract. Devin Booker's still going to be there. Chris Paul may or may not be there still, but they still got so much talent. I'll say the the over by one. Okay. Four. Okay. Okay, well. Yeah, this is tough for me, Jay. He's getting up there in age. Uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Suns. We I know we picked them as the favorites to to yeah. win, but that doesn't necessarily mean because we the health issue is always uh you know you a know factor. Um, yep. a factor maiden factor. Um, and I like the East too, just you know with the uh, the Bucks and and the Celtics yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. mean maybe coming out of the West, but I, I'm going to say. Uh, I think he'll be right there at the cusp. I'm, I'm going to do what I did with uh, with Mahomes, and I'm going to take the. Uh, he's going to get that number, so I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I can see him getting three. I don't know yeah. if I can see him getting four. Um, <laughs> if he wins this year, then that four obviously becomes much more realistic. Um, exactly. I think he can get one more. I don't know if he'll get two more. I'm going to take the right. under. I'm going to take the under on that. So that's that's an option to, for the three. So that's the under. That's considered an under. I, well, I guess it's really a push, but yeah, it's a push, but it's really, yeah. I mean, I guess it's under. Because it's not over. In that case, I'm changing my answers. I'm going to take a push. I'm taking a push. Let's call it a push then. Let's call it a push. Over, under, or push. All right, let's talk some women's basketball. Dawn Staley at South Carolina. She's got two championships. Mm-hmm. Her team right now looks like number three is coming. It's just a matter of time. They're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Women's basketball, you can stack them up kind of quick. So I'm going to yep. put it at five. Britt, mm-hmm. the over, under, or push at five <laughs> for Dawn Staley. She's 52. I mean, so she's going to coach probably for you know for a good bit. And she loves what she's doing. Um, and I think she could be the first head coach in the NBA if she wants to do that. Um, female head coach, I'm sorry. Female head coach. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going that's, that's my girl. I'm going to say the over. Like you said, you know, they could stack them up real fast in college, college basketball. And I have a feeling they might win it again this year. Um, so what's that, three? That'll be three. So, but that's about three and four years potentially. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say it over for some reason. I think she'll get that six. I don't know why. Um, but we see how fast Connecticut was racking up yeah. those championships when Maya Moore was there. So, I'm gonna say the over. Yeah, I want to go over. I think I'm gonna take a push here and say she gets five. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think they're gonna win this year. I mean, they're okay. they are. Re- 
ridiculous right now. They have a great roster. They're big. They're mm-hmm. experienced. I, I don't see anyone beating <clears throat> them this year. So I think that puts her at three. Uh, so I think she can get to five. I don't know if she'll get to six. I'm going to push here, K-Walk. What say you? I, you know what, Jay? You, you said she's 52, so she's young. And, and I, I'm right along with you. I believe she, they will win it. It will cut down the nets uh, this year as well. Uh, I think she's the new version of Gene and Gene Arianna and, and, and Pat Summit. I think she's a combination yeah. of those two. Yeah. So with that being said, I, I'm since she's so young and, and she recruits so well and a lot of people want to gravitate mm-hmm. to her, I'm going to say over. I'm going to take the over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Take the over. Yeah, K-Walk, well, you said I was getting ready to say that recruiting, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. People want to come and play for South Carolina, and she knows how to recruit very well. She knows yeah. the game of basketball. All right, let's talk about the man that the Ravens love to date but won't marry, Lamar Jackson. Um, Valentine's Day. Get that man some flowers again. I know, right? They probably sent him something. They sent him a box of chocolates or something like that. There ain't no ring in there. There ain't no ring in there. Um, Right. One Super Bowl, Britt, over under Lamar Jackson, one Super Bowl. I knew you was going to say one. Um. It depends on what team he's on. I don't know what team he's going to be on. Um, I think if he's with the Ravens, for some reason, they don't want to give him weapons. Clearly, you need some sort of a weapon. Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. Jalen Hurst has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, Who else? Shoot, I throw Dak Prescott. Uh, No, Josh Allen. (laughs) Now, that was me being an Eagles fan. Josh (laughs) Allen has Stephon Diggs. But you see where I'm going here. Um, I think if he stays with the Ravens, and they maintain this status quo as far as playmakers, I'm saying under. I don't think he'll win one. I don't. Yeah, I'm taking the under no matter where he goes. I I don't think he's going to win one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just don't see – I think there's other guys that – Obviously, we talked about all the great quarterbacks in the AFC. And even the ones that maybe we still have him ahead of right now, those guys are coming. So it's not going to be long before some guys pass him up. So – I, that's just in my opinion, I, you know, and people are going to say, I don't like Lamar or whatever. I, I just don't think he's ever going to win one, but K walk would say you. Yeah. I'm going to make it unanimous. I, I don't see it. They just got rid of Greg Roman too, the, uh, the offensive coordinator there at Baltimore. So I'm predicating this basically he's staying at, he's staying in Baltimore. So I, I don't see him winning because everything that we talked about earlier, they over under with Patrick Holmes and then, you know, 49ers and, and, and the Eagles being, you know, what we expect them to be next season. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him winning just based off of those three teams alone, not failed, not to mention, you know, um, you know, you know, Cincinnati and Buffalo and all those teams that are, you know, right there in, in the hundred things. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to say under, he doesn't. Win okay. Me. All right. Let's do two more. Okay. Well, let's talk about your 49ers for a second. If I set their win total for next year at 12, you taking the over or under on 12 wins for your 49ers next year? And my quarterbacks are healthy. My quarterback. This, is that, that's quarterback. the question. I mean, Purdy, yeah, right, I, I, right. I mean, we, we know he's going to be. be determined. You, know, right. you got to um, factor all that in, K. Walt. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I was just, uh, yeah. I, I looked at the schedule. Um, we don't have dates, but we have where, you know, who we play home and who we play away. It's very favorable to the uh, to the 49ers based off of um, this past season's uh, um uh, win loss total for each team. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go over. Uh, they won what 13 this week. I mean this past season. Uh, so I think they they 
they they uh, equal that or not if not get uh, they get a little bit better. They lost a couple of games in the early season to the Bears and that monsoon. No excuses yeah. uh, to the to the Falcons. Uh, they should have won that game. I don't know what happened there, even though I was there. Um, so I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna take the over there. Take yeah, the I'm comeback home. I'm going to take the over as well, regardless of who the QB is. They they yeah. prove that they can win with whoever's under center. Right. So I, I'm going to take the over on 12. Britt, what say you for K-Walks 49ers? Can they get over 12? I'm looking at the schedule now. Hell yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>? See that? <laughs> yeah. Like they got the Cardinals, the Commanders, of course, Seattle twice because it's your division, the uh, Cardinals twice division. Uh, Rams twice division, yeah, the Giants, the Ravens, right <laughs> the Bucks. The Bucks is not is not the same without right. Tom Brady whatsoever. The Steelers. Um, we do have the respect. NFC East. We do have the yeah. NFC East. Uh, yeah. so that's gonna be I'm hard. looking. I said the Commanders and all them. I'm just looking through real fast. Oh, I didn't. I didn't uh, even say the, the Giants, uh, Cowboys, and Eagles. I'm not sure which way that could go either way. So I'm not sure which right. way. But what well, just based off the other teams. Yeah, I could see a yeah. 15 win season Man. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14, good, like 13, 14, 14. I want this. Okay. Show. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about your Eagles now, Britt. Uh, got to the Super Bowl 14 mm-hmm. and three. Yep. I'm going to set, I'm going to set the number at 13 wins for your Eagles under. next year. You taking the over or under? Taking, taking the under. I think, uh, Maybe 11 or 12. Um, some much tougher schedule. Uh, you got the Chiefs, the Bills. Actually, hold on. Let me pull it up now while we're talking. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, remember I gotta, those. I don't have that. Uh, I got to pull it up now. Um, for, I mean, y'all can talk about whatever so we don't have dead air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the Commanders, da- uh, Dallas, the Rams, um, the Patriots we have, the Giants, the Jets are rising. Uh, what's the tougher team? You had the Niners, tough team. Bills, tough team. Dolphins, yeah. tough team. Yeah. Chiefs, tough team. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody else we could basically be pretty decent against. But those <laughs> last couple teams I mentioned, Niners, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, those are going to be, what is that, four games right there? Yeah, they could be pushed right either they could be pushed either way. Yeah. Um, so it's different. I think we have the toughest schedule of head going to next year. Yeah, and don't sleep on them boys either. Um, yeah, I think the um, – <laughs> We don't even know what team you're going to have next year. So. <laughs> I think the NFC East – We can sleep whole, on them this year, though. No, I'm just <laughs> I think the NFC East on a whole benefited because they played um, – the divisions they played this this season that just passed, they weren't very good. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. plain and simple. So I think they benefited. I think next year it's going to be more difficult. So I'm going to take the under as well. But K Walk, yeah, what, what say you? Yeah, I'll yeah, based off of that schedule, um that Britt just laid out, I'll, I'll say the under, not by much. I'll say maybe twelve at the yeah. at the most. Um so I'll, I'll you say over twelve, right? I think no, I said 13. it at thirteen. Yeah, over thirteen. Okay, 13. so under. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say twelve. So um, so I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I said like eleven or twelve. That's that's enough to get you. In the yeah, that'll get you in the playoffs. That'll yep. that'll get you rolling for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's talk about the halftime show. We haven't talked about it. I've heard some mixed reviews on it. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna, however you say her name. Uh, some people thought she was great. Some people fell asleep on the performance. 
of K Walk. Long we'll enough to do it. <laughs> long enough to get it. I'm not a fan of the halftime show, guys. And it's not because of Rihanna. Rihanna, I want to watch the game. I'm, I don't care about all that pregame, mm-hmm. that post game, end game, all that, that that stuff that goes on. I just want to watch the game. That's that's basically what I am. Um, what I am. My wife and, 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 and my daughter, they watched it. Um, they, they enjoyed it. Uh, for the most part, um, I, I took the garbage out. To be honest with you, doing it, doing the show, I literally <laughs> took the garbage out. Not calling her garbage, ladies and gentlemen. Jumped down my throat, and a lot of people were talking about, "Oh, she pregnant? She pregnant?" I think that was more. I think that was more exciting than anything, and people were wondering if she was pregnant again. So, mm-hmm, um, yeah. I, you know, Jay, it was just a lot of a lot of people doing the same thing, looking the same way. She kind of scared me when they rose her up. Uh, so yeah. which I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's, yeah. a, little, that's a little risky. They rose but, up high, too. Yeah, what? <laughs> I was a little nervous for her. But overall, no, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not a halftime person, especially with Rihanna. Uh, Rihanna, she's all right. Um, Rihanna, I don't know how I'm pronouncing that right. I'm an old, old guy like you, Jay. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I gave it. I gave it a. If you're looking at it from a great standpoint, I gave it a C, man. I, I you know, I, I just didn't, just didn't, didn't do anything for me. I didn't. It didn't do anything for me, and it didn't. I didn't. Wasn't like oh, that was horrible. It wasn't horrible, yeah. but it wasn't great either. Yeah, no, man. I think you're. Uh, for me, I, I feel the exact same way. I'm just indifferent about it. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't make me say wow, but it didn't make me boo either. You know, exactly, it was just right? man. It was just okay. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing spectacular. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not the demographic anymore that they're, that right? they're looking That's for. Um, exactly. But yeah, it was just kind of man. Is that what the kid? Are the kids still saying mm-hmm. man? You know, that's kind of what it was. I don't even me. know, Jay. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I'll give it a C. But Britt, maybe you're you're more in the demographic that they were trying to speak to here. What what say you about the performance? First of all, guys, her name is Rihanna. No, I'm gonna okay. shout out my uncle Kev and my aunt Shell because they had a, a great, a fun Super Bowl night, um, and they made that a performance so much more exciting. Um, so I got a little, no, 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 I I don't want to say that because I do like Rihanna, but no, I understood because she was pregnant. So, when you're pregnant and she looked like she may be about seven months or longer, so uh, you can only do but so much, I guess. But she was doing her thing, she was doing her thing. Now, when I'm comparing it to like the Michael Jacksons and the Prince and stuff like that, I'm gonna rate it like a a B, a solid P. Okay, okay, Okay. that's that's more than I would have given it, but. I'm with you. Um, real quick, guys. I, and then I want to talk about Zion Williamson real quick. But before we do that, and I did not mention this to you guys, so just just kind of give me your initial thoughts. But, K-Walk, well, Derek Carr, I guess he got released today by the Raiders. Um, initial thoughts, man. Any Anywhere you think he's going to end up? And and let me and maybe I missed this, K-Walk. Uh, you know, maybe people talked about it when it happened. But when he just decided, when they benched him and he decided that he was just going to go home, did, did he not quit on the team? I mean, did people not talk about that? Did he get a pass for that? Am I missing something? Help me out with this. They, they talked about it briefly, Jay, and he felt okay. that he, they said a lot that he, the reason why he went home is because he didn't want to be a distraction in the locker room. And, and, and the mm-hmm. team, everyone agreed with that. The teammates agreed with it. Uh, Devontae's. Devontae Adams agreed with it. The organization agreed with it. So, yeah, they did talk about it. It wasn't something that was blowing up, Jay, because everyone agreed with it. So it was like it was a it was a good move. A lot of people said it was a good move on his part because it would have been a distraction. 
Okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, is that, is that, did I answer? Uh, what do it I think does, he's going to go or? Well, oh. here, my my only thing with that is I feel like if it was somebody else, like put like let's say that was Cam, oh, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Lamar Jackson, and Cam Lamar was Jackson. like, <laughs> or Lamar, or and he was like, well, I'm just going, I'm benched, so I'm going home because I don't want to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the narrative would be be a team guy, help the backup, mm-hmm. coach up the backup, share yeah. your knowledge, and I, I feel like in some ways Derek Carr got a pass in in yeah. that situation. Uh, but but Britt, what say you about it? I don't know if you understood what I was doing there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. That's why I said Lamar. <laughs> Lamar um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know my my situation. So you asked me my situation on if I think he got a pass or not. Yeah, because I I, I just, mean, like I said, I may have missed it. K Walk said they mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit. I just felt like, man, if that was somebody else, they would have drug them through the mud if they decided to go home. Like Jalen Hurts, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, I could go on and on and on. Um, yeah, he he was not a team guy. He's not a team guy. Um, he didn't. I guess it, it makes no sense to me why he got away with it um, the way he did because he communicated with the organization. I don't care if you communicate with yeah, the organization. That's they, that's be a out. team first. Be a team first guy. Exactly, Carol. That's how they got away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then look, you don't want to be a part of the team. But then you don't want to get traded. That makes no sense. You didn't waive your no trade clause. You fought tooth and nail for that. Smart, so that it, it was smart. Yeah, it was well, smart. We'll get into that. But at the same time, time, if you want to, <laughs> if you don't want to be a part of the team, then trade your no your no trade clause and just get away. You're making everything so complicated and difficult. And to me, it just looks bad on his part. But you know, they get away with stuff like that. Okay, walk. Well, any early guesses of where he might end up? Who that? Shout Derek out to Carr. my man. Scott. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I'm saying who that nation. Oh, okay. Who that nation? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because what happened was, if you look at it, he visited one team, and that was the Saints. So after he visited with the Saints, that's where he knew he wanted to be. He wanted to be in New Orleans. He wanted to be a part of that who that nation. So immediately after he visited them, he went back to the uh, the brass of the Raiders, uh, Mark Davis, and said, "Listen, I'm not. I don't listen." I'm not going to accept any trades because they could have traded him anywhere. The Jets. There was a lot of talk about him going to the Jets. So mm-hmm. when he saw that, when that started to circulate, he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I control. I'm controlling this narrative right here." So he was mm-hmm. like, "Listen, well, no, I'm not. I'm no. You're not trading me anywhere. You're not getting anything for me. You know, cut. They had to cut him obviously today mm-hmm. by uh, I think 4 p.m., 4:05, whatever time it was, to because uh, he was due 40 million at um, you know a roster bonus. So he, yeah, I think that's where he goes. I think you know he only visited one team. I think he fell in love uh, with that with mm-hmm. those guys. He saw what they have over there. There's a quarterback away in a lot of people's eyes, and he knows how." bad that uh, that division is coming off it only took what eight wins to win that division to get to the playoffs so um yeah i I think he goes to the saints in my opinion yeah they certainly need him too i mean that Mm -hmm. that could that could end up being a a really good fit uh one more football question then we'll jump over and talk some basketball brit eric the enemy why can't he get a head coaching job I have no freaking idea. I, I don't. I I really don't. And it and I texted you guys when Eric said, uh, <coughs> "Kwalk." I can't call you Eric like he's Sorry. here. Like uh, Kwalk said in our text thread, he should he should have been had a coaching job. He should have had a coaching job before Jonathan Gannon. I agree with you. I said he should have had one two years ago um, after they won the first Super Bowl or whenever that was. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's a situation of 
the Chiefs is like, you're that important to us, so we're going to put some crazy information out there? I have no idea. But Andy Reid is not that type of person, at least, at least right. as far as I've right. known Andy Reid. He would never do that. He wants him to excel. Um, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if because they like it's enough black coaches out here. Um, right. They'll get into that type of situation. We don't want another one just yet. I don't know, but he's well deserving of it. Uh, he's such an incredible uh, offensive mind. Um, he draws up plays like no other, especially when it comes to adjusting. Look what he did in the Super Bowl in that second half. We just spoke about it earlier. I have no idea why they will not give this man um, a head coaching job. And to me, it's a, it's, it's a shame. It's really, it's horrible. Yeah. And K-Walk, there's been like some rumors that maybe he needs to get out from under Andy Reid's shadow, right? Because even yeah. if the offense plays great, everybody says, oh, that's Andy Reid's offense. You know, even if the enemy's making adjustments, even if he's calling right. some plays, whatever the case may be, Andy Reid gets the lion's share of the credit for that offense. Does he need to get out from under that shadow, K-Walk, to maybe get some more recognition? Or what say you? Why do you think he just hasn't had that opportunity? Yeah, I think he may be the successor to Andy Reid in, in my okay. mind. I think Andy Reid's got a couple more years left in him, and he may be turning the reins over to Eric Bieniemy. Um, mm -hmm. This is just me, in my opinion. I haven't heard it from anywhere. Um, but the more and more I think about it, I really thought that he had a shot at going after that uh, the Cardinals job. That was the remaining uh, vacancy in the NFL. But then once um, – uh, who got that? Gannon once uh, it's Gannon, right? Gannon got that right. Once yeah. he got yeah. that position, uh, or got that uh, that head coaching job, I'm like, where is Eric Bieniemy in this? Why he didn't even interview with anyone? So I'm thinking to myself, I say maybe because one of the questions that I'm gonna pose tomorrow night on 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 my show is that when because uh, you actually posed it too, Jay, is will Andy Reid retire? But he came out and said that he's he's gonna he's gonna be back next year. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's gonna be back the following year, or the year after. I think he stays put. He, but to answer your question, Jay, yeah, I think he definitely has to get from underneath Andy Reid's uh, shadow. But I think he does that by staying, uh, you know, staying um, in Kansas City and allow uh, Andy Reid to walk off in the in the sunset. Yeah, I will be a say nice this. transition. Go ahead, Britt. Yeah. I will say there has been rumors out there um, right, okay. from Dang, big time. <laughs> No, 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 no. Because it's funny, K. Walk, that you said that because I was thinking the same thing prior to the show. When you was talking about Eric Bianami earlier, I was like, I wonder if he's waiting for the Chiefs' position because um, he would be perfect there. He's been there. He knows all the players. The players love him, so forth. But also, there's been rumors out there from big time, uh, uh, like Woj and all them shams. Not quite them, but a few others saying that he's been in talks with other teams to be their offensive coordinator plus like an assistant head coach because you know you can't promote unless there's some sort of a title change or you can't hire unless there's like a a, a title change of right. some sort. Right, right. Um, exactly. So there have there have been a lot of rumors saying there are teams. I don't know if it was the Ravens. There were two yeah, the teams. Ravens, that they mentioned. The Ravens were was a team. That yeah, was on the, the Ravens was one of them, and then yeah. it was another team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, you know, man, I don't know if I'm him if I do that, you know, because you're right, K-Walk. Yeah. I, I mean, how much longer is Andy Reid going to go? I mean, even if it's two or three years, the enemy's still young enough to young where he enough, can have right? a nice if, – if they would transition him in KC. But you're right, Brent. I heard those same things. Like maybe he goes and coordinates the Ravens, works with Lamar Jackson – 
gets some yeah. recognition there and then transitions to a head coaching job. But, but K walk to your point, there's probably not anything better than, no, than taking no. over in Kansas city as exactly. long as Patrick Mahomes is there. So yep. yeah, good stuff there. All right, let's, let's shift gears to basketball guys. I, I really just want to talk about one guy, Zion Williamson. We, we saw him get himself in shape prior to the season starting but I mean, this guy—he's hurt. He just re-aggravated his hamstring. I'm starting to get worried about him. In the same way that we've talked about those really tall, thin guys getting the foot and ankle injuries, I'm worried about Zion in the opposite. He his body's is big, yeah. carrying around a lot of weight. I feel like he's always going to be injured. Okay, Walk, well, what say you about Zion? Is this going to be a chronic problem? Is he ever going to be able to stay on the floor for 82 games? No, Jay. And then when you're talking, and it's not even the same injury. It's like multiple injuries, like different injuries. It's his, it's his foot. It's his, it's his knee. Um, now it's his hamstring. And we know how delicate hamstrings can be and the recovery time from that. And, and a guy like that with his weight, I, I don't know what he's doing, you know, as far as, you know, his diet goes, but we, we, we seen him, you know, with the knee injury and, and coming down, he, he could jump out the gym, but that means that you're coming down a lot harder, you know, mm-hmm. on that floor and, and on that, you know, on those, you know, whatever it is, your knee, your ankle, uh, in this case, your hamstring. I think this is going to be, I think he's going to be one of those guys, Jay, that we, we've talked about in the past, like, you know, uh, you know like a Greg Oden, um, you know, these type guys that, that, that kept uh, injuries, kept him out of the, from, uh, out of the league or kept him from getting on the court. I think Zion, I mean, all signs point to it. Zion, man, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, if he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing as far as his diet regimen goes, then I don't feel bad for him because if that's what it takes, man, then that then that's what you have to do. Um, he has, He's still on his rookie contract, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they pay him, um, if anything, once that contract is up and how healthy he will be. But, I, yeah, to answer the question, Jay, I just see this being an ongoing thing. Man. It really, it really looks like that to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Every time you say diet and Zion, I have to hold back a laugh. I, I don't know why. It just, it just makes me want to laugh. Um, but, but I agree with you, K. Walk. I, I mean, we've seen heavy, some heavier guys in the league, but no one that's that heavy and that explosive. So you're right. right. Like, the way that he can get up off the floor. All that weight is coming mm-hmm. back down on his joints. I think it's right. going to be a, a long-term problem. But, Britt, what say you about Zion? Um, I mean, he's a big guy. And we, like K-Walk said, we've been talking about this for years. Big guys with injuries. I mean, he's not a seven-footer. What is he, about 6'8"? Yeah, um, so but he's a stocky guy. You know, he's yeah. his, he puts the weight on. Um, and he always struggles with keeping the weight off. Um I think if he wants to do his best to really stay healthy, he really needs to invest in a nutritionist, um, have a chef on him, <laughs> or have a chef at home every day preparing his meals. Seriously, um, yeah, do yeah. basically try to do what LeBron does. Invest. I don't know. He might not have LeBron's money, but maybe invest a quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. well, LeBron invests what a million dollars a year into his body. So try to invest as much money as possible into your body because that's your job. That's how that's what that's where your pay is coming from. Your body. You have to take care of your body to do your job. That's all they're asking you to do. Take care of your body and work on your skills. That's it. And performing the games. Um, I don't think I don't believe he does that. I really don't. I, I if you ask me, I really honestly don't. I think he 
starts off doing well. Last year, he gained all this weight, then he lost it. But then I think he falls off of whatever he's doing. Um, yeah. But hamstring, this is second or third time having a hamstring injury. Yoga, Pilates, there's so many ways to make sure your flexibility is good so stuff like that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll stay healthy. Yeah, you're right, Britt. And, and I agree with all that. And I don't like his gait. Like, I don't like, I know this is kind of nitpicking, but I don't like the way that he walks. Like, he's got kind of a weird, like, little hitch in his giddy up, even when he walks. And I just feel like, all those things, like the way his feet hit the floor, like all that mm-hmm. stuff matters. So I, I, I think I, I think his career is never going to be what it could have been because he's always going to be battling injuries year after year after year. He's a food truck driver. Um, <laughs> before- <laughs> he's snoring. He's snoring and don't even be sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all were wrong for that. Yeah, when he's on the floor, he's great, you know. When he's on the floor, he's great, man. But he's he's gotta he's gotta get healthy. Um yeah, all right. before, before you action last year, before we get into the rants and who's balling, yeah. can I ask one question that we didn't talk about? Go ahead, throw it out there, Britt. Favorite Super Bowl commercial. Like, what the heck? We didn't even talk about it. Should I go uh, first? Y'all want to go first? Yeah, uh, I, I can go first because I, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> I, I really didn't pay that much attention to the commercials. I was in, When the game went to commercial, I was on my phone texting people, talking about the game. I, I couldn't. The only commercial I've heard some buzz about is the Tubi commercial. I guess we talking about that. So I guess I'll, I'll check that one down as the one that caught my attention but other than that Britt I I didn't there was nothing that really made me say oh that was a great commercial yeah uh, I was watching it Um, again I was at my (laughs) Uncle Kev's and Aunt Shell's house but it was loud but there was no commercials uh, that was interesting these commercials are starting to get very very bad but that 2B1, let me tell you, the whole house got shut a lot down. Of people. Yeah. yeah right. The got whole house <laughs> shut down. I was like, whoa, who, who changed the channel? So yeah. Yeah. It, that fooled everybody um, in, in the house I was in. <laughs> we we almost got mad. <laughs> um, yep. But yep. they were. <laughs> yeah, I love some of the re- reactions that I've seen on uh, on like TikTok when, when people were watching the game, their reaction, they're watching the game, and that commercial came on. People yeah. looking for their remotes. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. It didn't get me. I thought it was good. I said it didn't get me though. Um, but my I have two actually. I have the one with uh, with Ben Affleck and uh, and J Lo when Ben Affleck was oh, working yeah. at Dunkin' Donuts and um, mm-hmm. and J Lo pulled through the drive through. And she's like, oh, this is where you go every time you tell me you're at work. So they get into a little test. And so Ben Affleck, ben Affleck was like, all right, guys, I got to go. So before he left, J-Lo was like, give me a glaze. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And I, my favorite one was the um, – I've actually followed him on uh, on uh, Instagram. The uh, the Mexican Flag Football League. I don't know if you guys saw that. The girl who was um, girl. trying to yeah, pull yeah. her flags. That was, good. That was that funny. Was good. Especially especially when she, she got everybody. She went home. She got to her yeah. mom. Her mom was yeah. like, oh, it's okay. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Yeah. And she Try to pull a flag, yeah, and it's next to you know she dodged hers. I, I thought those were but those were my two favorites for sure. Yeah, I do remember I, that one. I do remember that one. Go I ahead, know Brit. people are gonna look at this and be like, "Why is she pulling her eyes?" When you said Ben, Aff- I'm so tired of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Like, oh. I love J Lo. I love J, but I got to hear them one more time. I don't want to hear them, see them. It's I don't follow like that. I just thought it was funny. I just thought that was funny. Every channel I turn on, there's their face. I'm like, oh gosh, these two again. <laughs> 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 no, just back up. 
All right, let's get into our rants, guys. Every week, ladies and gentlemen, we like to do a one-minute rant. You can be positive. You can be negative. Whatever is on your heart, whatever is on your mind, you get one minute to get it off your chest. I hope nobody steals mine this week because I only have one topic prepared. But, K-Walk, I'll let you go first, man. What you got this week? Yeah, I have one, and we kind of talked about. You guys kind of talked about it. I didn't really comment on it because I knew it was going to be my rant. I guess I hope I'm glad I went first. But um, my rant is for the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl and the field conditions there um, in Arizona. I took you aside, Jay. I got you back. I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> got you back from last week when you took Cynthia. I mean, I mean uh, Caitlin Smith. Um, Payne Clark. Payne Clark. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just, sorry, brother, sorry, brother. I didn't have a second one because I just did, just the whole thing with this uh, field, everything you guys mentioned, not to mention, I went back to see when was the last time that the Cardinals played on this field. Um, and we all know when the Super Bowl is going to be ahead of time. So we all know yep. the location, the, the, the stadium, everything. They didn't play. Uh, the last time the Cardinals played was week 16 uh, in the, the regular season. They had the week 17 and week 18. They played on the road. Then they had the wild card weekend. Then they had divisional mm-hmm. rounds. And then they yep. had the NFC championship. And then they had two weeks between the championship and the uh, and the Super Bowl. We talked about how these guys were slipping all over the place, how the guys had to change their cleats. It just looked mm-hmm. like they were playing on a, a sheet of ice. And it was, and it, I think it cost, you know, some big plays. And it could have, you know, it could have, if you really want to nitpick, um, you know, how close that game was, it yeah. could have cost that game. You know, it could it could have went the other way, sure. um, that field. So, yeah, just the NFL needs to get it right. Like, Jay, that, you know, someone has to be fired on this. Someone has to, they have to go somewhere else with this. Because from week 16 to the Super Bowl, there's no reason reason why that feel was in the condition mm-hmm. that it was in yeah Sorry, man 100 percent inexcusable <laughs> i saw a tiktok today of, of the guys who did the field before the super bowl they were mm-hmm. talking about how oh, this is great grass it, it's it holds well it's non-slippery this is going to be great and it just turned out to be the complete opposite man it, it, it's yeah. just totally ridiculous but yeah that was my rant as well so i'm gonna forego my rant tonight and <laughs> uh Brittany Monique, what you got for us tonight? Um, no, the well, it's not my rant, but no, I agree with you guys. That's on the Super Bowl, and by they they put that field in, they implemented or they inserted that, however you want to say it. Um, I think January, like mid January, and they had a whole month to work with it, and the guy was saying how he could control the soil levels and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's some bull. That's a bull face. That's that's bull crap. <laughs> like that's bull crap. Like what? Um, because there's no way that should happen ever on that 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 level. Not at the stage. Level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. At particular stage. Thank you, K. Walker. Mm-hmm. I was having a brain freeze there. Um, but my rant, my rant. Um, I'm gonna just say it. The doubters of Jalen Hurts. That's what I'm coming at right now. The doubters. Yes, the Chiefs won. Congratulations to them. It was a great game. But the doubters of Jalen Hurts, all I heard all year round, ah, he's okay. He's an average quarterback. He ain't that good. Yada, yada, yada. He's just talk. He's all smoke, whatever you want to call it. He played one of the best Super Bowl games from a quarterback position that we have seen in a very, very long time. He actually outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes got the Super Bowl MVP because he's the winner, you know, that's Chiefs won. But he outplayed Patrick Mahomes even after that fumble. And 
although he made that fumble, which was a big mistake. He's not the reason they lost. He is not the reason that Eagles team lost, and we know that. He made up for that time and time again, especially on that very last drive when they tied it up 35-35. That was all Jalen Hurts, but I'm so proud of this team. I'm not disappointed that we lost. It's a little disappointing, but I'm not hurt by it because we see such a bright future. Um, so Philly, and look, Philly fans was going crazy. You had a lot of disappointment, but I don't know if y'all heard. They was filling up Broad Street, cheering after the game, screaming chants and all that, because I think it's just positivity. They see a bright future, and that sports seems like it's coming back. Our sports town seems like it's coming back. Right now, we are a city of almost. I will say that. <laughs> We're a city hey, of almost, but we'll hey, get Fred, there Where'd you hear that? I didn't, I didn't heard nothing but good things about Jalen Hurts. I didn't hear any doubters. I, I, I don't know where you where'd you hear that from. National like from, media, really? everybody. Oh yeah, Chris Sims. I'll name him. Call him system uh, quarterback. Like I said, I didn't hear that. that. I didn't hear that. You said he was not accurate. <laughs> but no, no, I know, no, no, no. I I, but as a as a quarterback as a whole, no, I didn't. I didn't think. Yeah. I'm not saying he was the best. I'm just saying he's not the best quarterback. But I thought all year long, but, and even when we did our preview so before the season even started, I say it's all the season is going to be how Jalen Hurts plays if he steps up. I thought he did an excellent so job. Yeah. Yeah. Between players, the 49ers uh, punter came out. Rob, Robbie Gold is that his name? Whatever his mm-hmm. name yep. is. Yeah. You say, oh, just make Jalen throw. Easy win. Well, I agree with like that. that. Yeah, I agree with that. No, but, I, that doesn't, he, but I'm not taking, I'm not putting him down, though. Yeah, I'm not putting him down. No, though, but I agree that's, with that. doubting, that's doubting Jalen Hurts and his ability and the things that he improved on. But Jalen Hurts came out all year long. He showed you. Yeah, I, I could doubt him up just with the best with him, and he showed you in that Super Bowl. I agree. So. Yeah, he was really good. I, I don't yeah. think there's any question about that. Uh, he was really good, and um, – Eagles are going to have to pay him a lot of money in the next. Ooh, uh, please, this is, this is third year, so let me make a plea. Let me make a plea, Jay. They got sorry. a couple years before it. they have to put pay him, but let me make a plea. No, they talking extension right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen, if you see this, please do a Tom Brady for us. <laughs> no, he ain't going to do that, Britt. He ain't going to do that. Hey, I said let me make a plea. I never said it before. <laughs> Damn. Let me have my moment. Don't maybe take the second, second or third time around, maybe, but he, he got to get his money on this first time around. Um, all right, let's do who's balling, the guys, then we can get out of here. Um, every week we want to shout out a team, a player, coach, whoever you want, man, somebody that's just been absolutely getting it done. Um, Britt, I think I'll start with you this time. Who you got this week? Who's balling? I'm going last. You going last? Okay, going I'm gonna I'm gonna take yours then, Britt. You should have went. You should have went. K okay, Walk, go ahead, man. Lead us off. All right. I have three here, but we kind of touched on the other two, so I don't I don't want to sound redundant. So I'm going to go with uh Nikolai uh uh Jovich. I mean, I just think he's doing an um an excellent job. I, I didn't realize I was watching the game last night, the Miami Heat. Um, and he averages a triple double, 24, uh 24.9 points a game, yeah. uh, 11.4 rebounds and 10.1 assists for the season. Ladies and gentlemen, but he had another uh, outstanding game last night in a 112 101 uh, 108 victory over my heat. Um, he scored 27 points at 12 rebounds and dished out eight assists. So, Nikolai Jokic is balling, yeah, absolutely, man. He was one of the guys I was thinking about talking about. I was going to talk about Jalen Hurts, I feel like we've kind of talked about him enough tonight. 
we mentioned that Chiefs offensive line. I was going to maybe talk about them. I'm trying to get into Brittany's head right now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to talk Open about face. South Carolina women's basketball. <laughs> that was one of my too, Jay. That undefeated. Was uh, they beat LSU on Sunday in a, in a matchup against two undefeated teams. Kind of as we mentioned earlier, Dawn Staley's doing an outstanding job. She has an outstanding roster. And those women of South Carolina basketball are absolutely balling. Yeah, Camilla Cordoza, man, she had a yeah, man, eighteen point seven, yeah, ridiculous. Yep. All right, Britt, what okay. you got? Um, well, I'm gonna shout out Jalen Hurts. He just had an incredible game, guys. I feel like a, I'm not even a mom, but I just felt like a proud mom. That's all. So I was so excited for him. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna go the opposite way. I have to give him due credit. I gotta go with Eric Bieniemy. I think the adjustments that he made in that second half was so magnificent. Like I really do. They were that they were that good. So I'm going. And the reason why I said Eric Bieniemy because Andy Reid said Eric Bieniemy was the one that gave him the adjustments. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna go with Eric Bieniemy because players played well, got our defense big time. They was balling. Because you because last week I said as you said it was uh Andy Reed. You said uh I said it was Andy Reed because he delegates to Eric Beater. You just don't want Andy Reed to get that credit. I believe because I said Andy Reed's the guy, but you love Andy Reed and you said he's a, he's I love Andy Reed. Why would I I know I know, but why you can't give the credit to Andy Reed? What did Andy Reed just say in his own interview? He said Eric B. Enemy was the one who made the adjustments. Okay, Andy Reed. Is the head coach? Of course, he gets the credit. I'm focusing on Eric Bieniemy. If the head coach said Eric, B, the the dad on offensive corner did what he did, why would I not give him credit? Okay. You talking to a Philly fan saying I can't give Andy Reid credit? No, no, I'm, I'm not, not saying that. I'm not saying that's why I was. That's why I I'm said what I said. Okay, okay, no, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was Andy Reid. I thought it was Andy. <laughs> All right, y'all. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, let's let's wrap this thing up. We need to get out of here. You guys know it's getting close to my bedtime, so we got to wrap this thing up. Britt, tell the people uh, where they can find you on social media. And look, now that football season's over, Britt, what are you looking forward to? I want football to be back. <laughs> no, um, XFL. I guess. Uh, oh heck no. Uh, USFL. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for basketball. I know it's a good game on right now. I don't know if you guys are watching it between yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks. It's tied 77 in the third quarter. So I'm looking forward to the rest of this game. But basketball, it's time for basketball. March Madness is now about to change gears right to March Madness. Um, that's coming up. Um, but I'm also looking forward to the NFL offseason. You know, the NFL offseason is just as exciting as um, the, the regular season. I know you said this weekend, but you know, I had to say the whole thing. Um, and then you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Brittany Monique. All right. Good stuff, Britt. Good stuff. K Walk, what say you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat with Britt. I'm, I'm really trying to uh, dial, I'm dial, not really. I really, I, I'm dialing into college basketball right now, especially on the men's side. I'm going to get into the women's side as well. But the men's side, I just can't put my, my, my finger on who's the best team in the country because these teams are, you know, they're, they're ranked at a certain place, I mean, a certain spot, but they, when they come out and they play, you know, some of these uh, no-name teams, if you will, some of these um, uh, inferior teams, 
they don't show up. So it's hard to put a finger on who the best team is. And that's what I'm trying to do my best. And, um, you know, especially with my Tar Heels, trying to figure out what's going on with them. So it's really hard. So I'm just going to be dialing to uh, more um, – uh, down into college basketball, obviously down into the NBA uh, as well. All-Star Weekend's coming up. So I'm looking forward to, to that and see how that pans out. But as far as where you can find me, uh, on Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, uh, Twitter, at KevinWalker142, Facebook as well. And again, ladies and gentlemen, catch me uh, tomorrow night on uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. It's on Spotify, uh, K-Walk, um, Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott uh, on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Tune into that. All right, good stuff there, K Walk. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm. Obviously, the basketball is going to be great, but K Walk, you mentioned that the XFL starts this weekend. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take a look at it and just see if I can get into it at all. I did kind of enjoy the USFL last year a little bit, yeah, especially I, that, I the end. Yeah, that that yeah. I think that kicks off in April, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got XFL football starting this weekend. The Rock. You know, he's in charge of that league now, so they're trying to get some momentum behind it. I'm going to check out a little bit of XFL football and see if I can get into it at all. It's, it's a long shot, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give it a shot. Um, yeah. And uh, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Instagram, uh, and Twitter. And guys, Jack, again, yeah, go ahead, quick, I'm sorry. That's the one commercial I did hate. I hated that USFL the commercial. No, the, the USFL, did y'all see that? When I said football will be back in two months, I got all excited. I'm like, wait, NFL is coming back? It was freaking yeah. USFL. Yeah. I care about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to get into it just just to watch some football, but it, it's tough when you don't know anybody. It, it, it's definitely tough. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, good stuff, guys. That was fun. Uh, we'll be back here next week at 7 p.m. Guys, if you're watching this show, do us a favor: hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share it with your friends. You can also listen to this, guys. We're now on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also on Apple Podcasts. So share that with your friends as well. Again, we're just trying to grow this show uh, as quickly as we can. We know it's a long road, but all of your support definitely helps. So we definitely appreciate it. And we'll be back next week at 7 p.m. Thank you for listening to The Sideline Speaks. For Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.